Welcome to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast, where we provide constant improvement to businesses through timely, actionable financial solutions. Do you want answers to your financial questions? Email us at bsp at kaizencpas.com. I'm your host, Mark Valeski. Now let's get started. Welcome to Kaizen Time. I'm joined by Henry, a manager here at Kaizen. How are you doing, Henry? Doing all right. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. And we are going to be talking about 2024 and basically how to develop budget you work in budgeting all the time that's that's your bread and butter so give me give me the rundown how to develop a budget for a small business that basically is supporting growth throughout the year specific we'll talk specifically the beginning of the year like what should they be doing in like this q1 time and then moving into like q2 well so the first thing it is that there's an issue that you're starting in q1 for budgeting 2024. <laughs> when when should this have happened? In an <laughs> ideal world, when would this have happened? Um, usually, you you kind of start laying the groundwork in the third quarter, and then, um, you know, as you accumulate data throughout the year for your formal budgeting process, um, you know, you you kind of do some kind of formal planning in the fourth quarter. Usually. October, November, because a lot of companies, you know, management tends to take time off for the holidays. Okay. Um, so usually, you know, you kind of want to get the thing wrapped up by mid-December mm-hmm. um, is a typical timeline. Uh, there's also, you know, potentially, depending on how intricate you get on your on your budgeting process or you know how much your business ebbs and flows and and changes throughout the year Mm -hmm. you might do like what some people might call a quarterly cadence right so you did your budget um you know uh at the end of last year for this year typically by the time day one rolls around your budget's already wrong right like (laughs) You Budget, budgets are, uh, we're, are optimistic. We're trying to predict the future here, as we all know. Uh, if if we were all fortune tellers um, that worked, we would all be sitting on beaches, right? Right. Doing absolutely nothing. Right. Predicting the future um, right. <laughs> on the beach. I mean, you've seen Back to the Future too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The almanac. So let let me ask you something. So, I mean, p- people are already, they, they already have an idea. They kind of have a budget in mind. So, I guess, let's put it this way. How can they refine that? What are some options they could have to really kind of lock that down? Even if they just have a rough one that maybe they put together. So, so most of the time, people do top-down forecasting, which is, you know, usually what you want to do. You don't want to generate your expenses off of expenses. You want to kind of generate it off what you think your sales pipeline is going to be in the upcoming time period. Um, so would you so, say that's like the first step? So the is first step of... is almost always to budget revenue mm-hmm. um, because that kind of flows into, you know, what you can pay for, right? It mm-hmm. Your revenue helps determine your cash flow, your you know, what your expense threshold can be. Can you do any reinvestment projects into your business? Um, So the, you know, again, sales, uh, you probably spend the most time. The other thing is it's also the biggest part of your P&L unless you're a losing business. Did Um, I know that? (laughs) (laughs) 
can you, can you go into a little bit more depth on that? Well, so if you think about like how uh, a financial statement or a profit and loss statement is generated, right? It's sales minus expenses equals your op income minus taxes and interest equals your uh, net income, right? Okay. So if your top line is not your biggest line, your profit at the end of the year is going to be negative. Right. <laughs> That's interesting. I really thought about not, it like not that. Not too complicated. Okay. Okay. So what uh, what would you what would you say is the best thing they should be doing if they are putting together this this plan for the year Q one and maybe even for Q two. So what you want to do is you want to focus the most on your top your big numbers. So we already touched base on sales. Your next big number is usually anything that goes in the co- either cost of sales or cost of goods depending on, um, you know, what kind of business you're operating. Mm-hmm. You know, manufacturer will be cost of goods sold. A service company will be cost of sales. Um, so what those costs are, are all the costs um, that increase incrementally with your sales or directly tied to your sales. So, for example, your direct labor, um, your direct materials, if you're, in, in particular, if you're a manufacturer, um, it, sometimes depending on what type of business you are, it could include, you know, transportation costs, but anything that is needed to get your product or service to your customer and delivered, um, is kind of your next big bucket, right? Okay. So you want to focus a lot of your time on, on making sure that you budget those costs correctly. Okay. Oh, and that like, or take into account any adjustments because it's a new year. Somebody might be the price of X, Y, Z might go up. Absolutely. Right? So making sure that, Hey, um, you do these calculations, everything's taken into account so you can move forward. Well, so yeah, what you get out of that is, um, so if you know, you know, component X, Y, Z or, or widgets is what we tend I to love go that with. word. I love when you use uh, that word. <laughs> Sometimes I imagine you go home and talk about widgets. Um, not, not <laughs> typically. Did you watch the Did you watch the widgets tonight? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting out subject. Sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, so if you know your widget is going to cost twenty percent more than it did last year, you got to do two things, right? You got to either become more efficient on producing that product, mm-hmm. product, mm-hmm. which means either using less labor to produce the same end result or um, adjusting your price or, or less material, or you have to adjust your price Mm -hmm. uh, because the third Avenue means that you're eating away at your margin, which is not typically what you want to do. The best practice. Uh, um, And I know that sounds obvious, but so really, I guess one of the best steps then is really looking at the numbers, how they've changed and making sure that you are changing in accordance. In accordance. That's the whole purpose really of, you know, like the budget forecasting process. Um, in addition to, you know, setting goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing, you know, we can talk about the numbers here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also want to look at like, what do, what are my goals going into the next year for my business? You know, do I want to uh, do an expansion on an existing brick and mortar? Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. or um, do you have a new product line coming do you, out? Do you want, yeah, do you yeah. want to come out with a new product line? And those are all things that you should include in your budget and mm -hmm. forecast because once the actuals come in, you can compare what you thought and what you um, came out to. And then you could try and figure out what created that gap. Why is it not what you expected? Okay. And make a determination, you know, I need to change my decision-making process and do something differently. So I, I want to <laughs> add, ask you something, and this may not seem super relevant to developing a budget, but new new products, new services, right? It costs something to set them up. Yeah, so R&D. Yeah, so my question to you, how do you budget that in? Because it's kind of this unknown. You don't know how much, well, you kind of have an idea how much it's going to cost to get set up you don't know what you're going to get out of it. Do you have any like tips or suggestions? Um, I mean, depending on the complexity of what you're getting into, mm -hmm. right? So when I uh, was in FP&A, which is financial planning and analysis, you would kind of do a ROI analysis, right? Okay. So you yep. figure out what are all your inputs and what are you hoping to get out of it? Mm -hmm. it, it is probably more it's an educated guess right like again we are we're not fortune tellers we are all trying to predict the future here mm -hmm. um and what you do is you know when you're done with that project are you getting the return that you expected mm -hmm. and if not why and is there anything you can do to change it or it was this just a bad investment or are you making more mm -hmm. what went right and what are things that you had planned to be costs um, to this project, whether they are, you know, actual hard dollars or people's time, right? Like mm -hmm. you might have IT, your IT department involved or your accounting department or whoever involved in, in developing this new project that takes away from something else that they can do. Something, call their that, other profitable activity, it, yeah. We call this opportunity cost, um, yeah. That, you know, it doesn't ever fall on paper, but it's it's there, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of do the analysis, though, to figure out, um, you know, what should I have done differently? I mean, again, all of this is really striving to uh, reach towards, generally speaking, unless you are on the way out of mm -hmm. your business, which there are strategies we can talk about there, but we talk decided to talk specifically about growth. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, it, it's a continuous improvement strategy, which it, if I remember correctly, is one of the uh, principles that in is. Kaizen. That is. That is the goal. <laughs> That's the goal of this. So well, um, one, one thing I, I want to ask, Henry, as we kind of wrap this all up, is there anything else that you feel is like an, an interesting or really useful tip you would give out for developing a budget? You, the biggest thing uh, beyond what we've talked about already is you also want to try and do your best to classify expenses as fixed or variable. P please explain that. Um, so your fixed expenses, right? Your rent, uh, maybe your own salary. Mm -hmm. um, trying to think utilities you're going to pay no matter what. Generally. Basically something that you can say, this is always going to cost this. Yes, you're right. always, and you're always going to pay it whether mm -hmm. or not your business is operating or not. Mm -hmm. All your variable expenses are expenses that 
you incur as a result of running your business. What's an example of that? <clears throat> well, again, like the cost of goods are all generally variable costs. They could go up at a, um, on a whim, right? Yeah, they could go up, they could go down, uh, but they generally flow with the uh, the revenue line items. Um, okay. You know, your supplies, any variable staff, right? Like maybe you started your business, it's just you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do everything. You're doing the accounting work. You're doing the purchasing. You're doing, um, you know, sweeping the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, you know, your business is 10 times what it was and, you know, you outsource your janitorial, um, you got someone else doing your accounting and and these are all variable costs that have grown incrementally with your business. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's kind of a, a little gray area. There's actually a ton of, uh, theoreticals on, you know, true variable costing versus incremental costing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, um, generally speaking, your variable costs are the costs that go up as, as your business expands. Okay. Your fixed costs is anything that you have to pay for, whether or not your sales are a hundred thousand or mm-hmm. they're zero. Okay. So what is, what is the big tip to, to review them, to, <clears throat> to lock them um, down? Well, What's... that's, that's, you know, helps you create your, your budget, right? Okay. Like. Your buildings, your buildings, your building, right? Like you're gonna pay, you know, the ten grand a month or whatever your rent expenses, mm-hmm. um, or your depreciation, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So really, you're saying look at these numbers and make sure that they're kind of taken into account. Basically, look at everything that they're, they're kind of uh, flat, whereas your variable expenses should go up and down in conjunction with your revenue. And you're basically t- saying that you want to have all these taken into account, basically put them on a spreadsheet or whatever. Yeah, it's and, just and str- be able to compare them on your str- uh, financial statements. Well, it's it's more of a, a how you sh- how you kind of calculate the future, right? Like mm-hmm. your building cost is going to be a hundred thousand in the future, whether or not you budgeted fifty thousand or a million bucks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but your direct labor is going to in theory going incrementally to go, up, go no up, up yep as your sales go up all right perfect anything else you want to add henry it's okay if your budget's wrong that's what i'll say <laughs> generally speaking most of the time day 1 like mm-hmm. i said earlier in the in the cast mm-hmm. your budget is is wrong the day that you put it in place okay and that's okay that's the whole point of doing the quarterly cadence. Exactly. And, and it, it's review. also, you know, again, the per, the real purpose of this and, and, and stretch management and all of these things is, is establishing goals for yourself um, that you want to achieve in the future. And when you don't get to where you thought you were going to be, you can figure out why and put in place those problem-solving skills uh, to, f- to figure out how you close that gap, right? Like if you thought you were going to make a <clears throat> million dollars and you only made a hundred thousand dollars, that would be awful. what happened that drove that $900,000 variance. So I guess one thing that I, I just want to add to this as we, we wrap up, yes, it is great to develop this budget and yes, it is great that it's, you know, you could develop it for a year, 
but it's actually more important that you're looking at these statements on a monthly basis and kind of able to review it. Absolutely. And, and be able That's to... That's where the value comes from. Right. And be able to be kind of um, flexible, be able to adjust yes. with, with these changes. Because yes. as you said, like let's say labor goes up or part goes up in price or widget, and all of a sudden now you have to be able to make that work. You got it. Or, you know, movie writers go on strike or transportation companies go on strike. I mean, these things happen. They do. And that they, you didn't expect. And that is that is the uh, that is the world we live in when you rely on outside yep. services, too. All right. Perfect. Thank you very much, Henry. You bet. You've been listening to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat and Business podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe and leave a five star review. This podcast has been brought to you by Kaizen CPAs Plus Advisors, providing advisory and accounting services to help you grow your business. Learn more at kaizencpas.com or email us at bsb at kaizencpas.com.